Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, and we're back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, cons, those who practice it. Sometimes we love them, sometimes we hate them. We will see. Y'all like this raspy voice? I'm trying to get y'all something different. Is this good, girl? Is that y'all like that? Uh, respond. Yeah? Okay. You know we got a parasocial relationship. Uh, guys, I'm very what? Yes. I'm very excited. I'm extremely excited, guys. Uh, the scams continue. We finally scams the people that I've wanted on this podcast for a long time. And uh, their friends and their castmates. And um, I'm going to stop talking like this now. I'm sorry. That's all you get. Uh, when I was sick, y'all were saying that my voice was sexy, which was really fucked up of y'all. But I was trying to re- replicate it. Um, guys, today we have two amazing guests on the show. Our first guest is an actor, director, and former child model who currently plays. <laughs> How did that get in there? <laughs> well, wait, hold on. Did you send that to her? I like, did not. Did you want that in there? This was not. I, when I read it, I was like, okay, well, that's what you want, Nathan. <laughs> I did one print ad for a yeast infection medication, okay? That doesn't make me a model. A male model. Former child male I model. Finger painted in a stranger's lap for a yeast infection medication. <laughs> that does not qualify me. I redact what you just described. I don't know. It's giving described. Naomi Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Miranda Kerr. I don't know. A uh, 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 former child model. <laughs> <laughs> and he currently plays Freddie Vincent on iCarly, Nathan Kress. <laughs> And our other amazing guest, my homie, an actress, a singer, a producer, and plays Carly Shay on iCarly, Miranda Cosgrove. A former child model. (laughs) I did some Kmart ads. I was about to say. Two former child child models. models. That's right. That's right. We're both in the same boat. It's kind of sad, though, because we're not models now. Not even remotely. What? I think that's what's disrespectful is the the, the child. The word yeah. child. You were cute and very photographable when you were a child, but as soon as you grew up, oh. We former. both lost it. Yep. We had the spark and it fizzled. Two former child models. Down on their luck, former child models had to settle for a TV show. <laughs> Please welcome Nathan Kress and Miranda Cosgrove to the show. You already know they're here, the two <laughs> former child models, the hottest babies you've ever seen. <laughs> My bowl cut was on such point around that phase, I'm just going to say. I believe it. 
I believe it. I've seen a lot of photos of you as a child. Both of you are in so many memes that are used (laughs) to this day all the time. Um, And it's very funny to me. (laughs) The one, I'm sorry, Nathan, I'm sure you probably hate this meme. I I do, I guarantee you. I already know I do. The one where Nathan's holding the camera as a child in the original iCarly, you know, (laughs) shooting, but they like edited it. Uh, with Photoshop into the Kim K. Ray J. sex date. And so oh, it looks like that. he's filming them. Like it's, he was the one. Yeah, there's that. There's also me um, doing Bin Laden, like filming a yes. Bin Laden propaganda video. <laughs> and then there's one where I'm on my laptop, just studiously working, sitting at a table next to Bin Laden. I <laughs> Why did he keep sticking you with Bin Laden? I don't know who had it in their mind to assimilate Freddie Benson and Bin Laden. But I don't think Mrs. Benson would have allowed such a thing. No. Not I have Benson one where I'm with shoot. Biggie Smalls, I think, and I'm smoking pot. <laughs> and I'm like nine. They love to <laughs> Nine? Oh, my God. <laughs> Former child <laughs> weed model <laughs> Biggie Smalls. I also love the one that's um, Die Carly, the video game where it's you, like, gleefully holding a gun, a gun? out oh. to people. Like an, an action-adventure game. And I like the one that's, like, it's the gun's, like, very close to the camera and she's smiling. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Y'all are wild. Y'all need to stop. These are human beings. Stop putting (laughs) Freddie with Bin Laden. (laughs) He don't know him. (laughs) Uh, Guys, so this is a podcast all about scams and fraud. And either of you can go first. Like, what's your relationship with scams? It can be a scam story. You can just tell me if you hate scams or you love them. It could be anything. Very no pressure show. For me personally, I have a a very conflicting relationship with scams because I'm so fascinated by them. I, I love them in a deep dark, masochistic way, because the mindset of a scammer is so interesting to me, the creativity that it takes and the confidence that they have to have to pull this stuff off. I I don't have that brain. So when I hear about people who do these things, it's very interesting to me and I kind of love it. But at the same time, it also triggers a massive justice complex in me where I get really mad about it because I don't like people getting you know, oh, you like justice. I like justice. Oh, I, I love like... it. I love when someone comes on and likes justice because because this is not the place for that. No, it absolutely <laughs> is. I we love a viewpoint that's like we like some justice, and maybe we'll see some, maybe we won't. Maybe, but I I'm the type that I'm like, okay, well, if you're scamming up, if you're scamming corporations, I love scamming that. Us, that's okay. Yeah, if you're harming people, though, I'm absolutely on your side of like, if they're poor people, marginalized people, people who are really like you know, you're ruining their lives, mm-hmm. that that upsets me. Because I'm like, come on, don't scam down. Scam yeah. up. Yeah. You know? But I love a I love a corporate espionage kind of scam. Those, you know. You I'll, like a Ocean's Eleven, yeah, like. Yeah, I'll watch that documentary. I'll support that narrative. <laughs> Nathan I'll, is I like a the rule follower. Hood. Nathan yeah. literally comes to set early, and he orders his breakfast the night before. <laughs> so he doesn't cause any trouble. I, d- I don't want to <laughs> bog down crafty in the morning. I'll be pulling up to set. Like, I know how to be the perfect amount of late. Where it's like, it's not going to throw anything off. No one's going to notice on set. I'm not going to disrespect our crew and things like that. But if you call me in and I look at the call sheet and I'm like, wait a minute, I got a little more time than what they're giving me. I'm going to take it. And I moved three minutes away from Paramount so that if I overslept, which happened once. Uh, You'd still be there in three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One time I overslept. 
got a phone call from uh, our AD and he was like, oh, where are you? And I was like, oh, I'm in bed. And he was like, oh, you need to be at work. And I was like, oh, okay. I took <laughs> a shower, like got ready, did everything. I was in work at work in 12 minutes. Wow. That's amazing. Good for you. I mean, d- wow. Yeah, see, my problem is I'm too far away for that. I have to leave. Early. Yeah, you got a plan. Because California is always on fire. You never know when the You're just some. I'm you just be driving be from San Francisco every day, yep. so you yep. got a plan. I need that high speed bullet train real bad to span the. Right, where's all our infrastructure, America, the ghetto? <laughs> the scams that I'm the most into, yes. but also um, dislike the most, are like love scams. Like when people do mm. stuff on apps, like mm-hmm. Tinder Swindler. That really got me. Mm. Like, I couldn't stop watching it, but I was furious. <laughs> I just hate the thought of somebody going on an app and, like, pretending they're something they totally aren't. Apps then... are your safe space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare you do this to me on Bumble? On I have sent you a prompt. <laughs> an I do not like that. I've also been, I was telling Nathan, I've been swindled um, before by a grandmother. Oh, um, yes. This grandma, I think I've told you before, yes. she um, she was a very young grandmother and she had um, a motorcycle and I was friends with her daughter. And when I went to pick her daughter up one day, she rolled the motorcycle out to the front yard. And while I was waiting for her daughter to come out, I was like, oh, like what's going on? Because she was like shining it up. And she was like, I'm just really sad. And I was like, why? Like, what's happening? And she was like, well, like this motorcycle is my pride and joy. And she was like, but um. I have to sell it. She was like, I went on Craigslist and the person's going to be here any minute to take her away. <laughs> and I was like. I love that she did a whole performance. She was like, oh, Miranda's coming. Okay, wheel, the bike, wheel the bike out. Yeah, give me that drag. <laughs> Start polishing. She was so sad. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's horrible. Like, she was like, yeah, but she's like, I need the $3,000. She was like, you got to do what you got to do. And I was just kind of like, okay. And then I could tell, like, she was she was hoping I would offer. Yeah, I mean, that's why but, she was specific. She was like, yeah, it's crazy. She was wiping the motorcycle with no rags. She's just moving her hand in circles in front of it. She's like, yeah, it's crazy. I got to shine it up because I don't have $3,000.68. But I didn't do anything. And then later, I just felt really weird. Like, I could feel something was off. And then, like, a week later, um, she was like, literally going around on the motorcycle and I was in my car and I saw her. Damn. She was like, if only I knew a former child model (laughs) that I could get $3,000.68 from. (laughs) That is a good scam though to just like wheel your motorcycle out. Like what if every time someone came over to your house, like no matter who it was, you just wheeled your motorcycle out and you got out the shining spray and you started. I wouldn't be surprised if she had done that to more than one person. You're like, I don't think Granny, I don't think you should be cleaning that with Windex. And then, I feel like she <laughs> Is that probably, Bobiloso? Why are you cleaning it with <laughs> She probably just does it on a sliding scale, too, when she knows who's coming over. If right. it's a former child model, yeah, you're getting you're into the four-figure sums. <laughs> but if it's just one of the friends coming over, they only need, like, $300, you know? Is she, like, shining a lime scooter, then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she takes down the stakes. My pride and joy. My baby. How will I get around town <laughs> as a grandmother? <laughs> without my scooter (laughs) oh man I love that I feel like you guys have been famous for a very long time so I think that you're very ripe for scams I think people might see you and think you know dollar signs in their eyes you know scams yeah I think that's why you generally have to have a mindset of just everyone is sus so you kind of have to when you're still making bank from a yeast infection exactly (laughs) I'm still getting those residuals from that one magazine (laughs) exactly 
and you gotta you protect that. You never know. That. You can't trust anyone. That's that's my nest egg right there. I can't let I can't let that be compromised. That's when Nathan really blew up. <laughs> like we know you, Monastat. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. That was my whole I, I still have the overalls. Oh, I love this for you both. <laughs> well, let's get into our first segment here. What's hot and fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams and the zeitgeist. And more often than not, we get a letter from you guys out there. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspot at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes. Fuck up your bag. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda Nathan, I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender. Could be anything. Mary Ellen. <laughs> How classy. <laughs> Ooh. I love that because it's so olden timey that it's going to fit perfectly into this episode. <laughs> Mary Ellen. Oh, Mary Ellen. I feel like our baby's named Mary. When you have a baby named Mary, can you call him Mary? Like, I, like when they have a baby? it's an adult name. Well, name all baby names become adult names. I know, but certain yeah, names, but certain they're names not baby names. Like, they're just meant to be for an adult. Yeah, yeah. I get what you Like, yeah. if your name is Kiki, when you become an adult, you're going to have to try to find something more adult than that. Like, Catherine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, no, your name is Kiki on the birth certificate. No, 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 no. I'm 25 now. It's Catherine. <laughs> we just, we're changing the name. We can't be Kiki anymore. Um... <laughs> It's like a lot of family members of mine have Lil in front of their names still. Like we call them like oh, and the people Lil Daryl, and they're grown they're like adults. Seven and we're feet like, tall. Yeah, it's Lil Daryl. Like, <laughs> what name would have you picked, Nathan? Maybe yours would be better. Well, see, I was gonna go. I was gonna go Brunhilda. Brunhilda. So, which is like far. Oh, far that gives in... me like Django Unchained, but it's like a German name. Brun Brunhilda. <laughs> you can decide, Lacey, which <laughs> which name is the winner. Both of them are Mary Ellen or. Brumilda. Um, they're both pretty great. Good. Maybe I give them four names. So Mary Ellen Brumhilda says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of nice. Oh, you know what? I'm going to read this uh, just because of your profession. Says, oh, I think you're 10 out of 10 and the most delightful. The scam I have to share is one that I caught one of my first graders doing. I'm a teacher. Shout out to the teachers. Mm. Really shout out to y'all, man. Like, Whew, I don't know how y'all do it. Nope. I, I'm not dealing with nobody's unemployed spawn all day. <laughs> and then they mouthy. They got attitude and uh. lip. And it's like, you don't pay no bills. <laughs> how dare you? I literally had to tell my four-year-old that the other day. He's like, <laughs> you, young. Yep, you can slam the door when it's your house. <laughs> you ain't paying no door bills That's in here. That's right. You ain't got no WD-40 money. You're not going to send the repairman out for that crack in that door that you made. Exactly. Oh, Those four-year-olds need to know. They do. I love that that's your version of, like, what black people call McDonald's money. Like, when we were kids, like, we'd always want to go to McDonald's. And I don't know why this is a universal black experience. We were like, let's go to McDonald's. And then they, our parents would be like, you got McDonald's money? And it's like, <laughs> of course I don't. <laughs> I'm unemployed. <laughs> but I love it being like, you got you got door slamming money? <laughs> I don't think you do. So. That's a solid core door, child. Right. These doors are expensive. What you doing? <laughs> I love that so much. So um, Mary Ellen Brumhilda says, in my class, stu my students earn tickets in various ways. So you got to fucking compensate these children. Like, well, go, I got to pay you <laughs> for a free education. Like for bad behavior or like for No, good? like for good. Oh, yeah. okay. Randy, why'd you think that's a ticket? Like, you think I was, a ticket? Like, the police? When I was little, I had to pull my card. Did you ever do that? Yes. And it's like yep. getting a ticket. Mm -hmm. Kind of. I mean, you have to pull the card, and then eventually it gets to red. Yeah. And then you're done. Oh, you're You cooked. might as well just That goose is give cooked. Up. It's online. over. I, you know what? That, I don't think was exception. They didn't 
factoring like children who were like meant to be entertainers or people who were not like the most like self like okay we had something at our elementary school called self-managers and self-managers got these gold badges that they could wear around and they would have like little pizza parties like every quarter and I always wanted to be a self-manager but you had to have good grades and you couldn't get your card pulled a lot so I would have good grades but I would be getting my card pulled all the time because I'd be talking cash shit in class (laughs) and for some reason at this school and we all wore uniforms there were a lot of Russian kids, and all the Russian kids were self-managers. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Odd. A government coup? <laughs> I don't know, but they were all self-managers, and I was always so envy of this. I'm like, oh, man, Anya got, she was self-manager. <laughs> How did you become one? How did you, like, what did you have to do to get it? Be quiet and get good grades. Oh. And I could get good grades, but I couldn't be, be quiet. quiet. <laughs> I feel like a self-manager would need to have confidence and be loud. Yeah. <laughs> right. I manage it myself. What are you talking about? So... Showing leadership qualities, managing uh, others. Exactly. You know? Mary Ellen Broomhilda is giving out these tickets. Positive reinforcement, Miranda. Not uh, negative. <laughs> <laughs> they write their names on them, and at the end of the day, we do a drawing with those tickets. We always choose two names, and those two students get to choose a prize from my prize box. Mm. I, man, I miss being a kid because we used to be delighted by the most basic-ass shit, like a fucking racer that smelled good. Yep. Like, <laughs> I'm like, ooh, a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> But it's got cinnamon on it. When are we going to get our mesothelioma commercial, which I think is going to be like if you or a loved one has smelled a magic <laughs> sniff marker, you may be entitled to damages. I know some, that was doing something to us. For sure. And I was sniffing them all. I love the grape one. <laughs> oh, the best. Why do you need to sniff a pen or a marker? Like, that's insane. And I don't get, they, they you can't sniff any of the other markers. So why, why are there only certain markers you can sniff? Honestly, a gateway drug, because then, you know, I started sniffing um, the real permanent stuff. markers. Mm-hmm. So you get a little hot. Yeah, then you get the white out. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Just to paint huffing. That's, that's the gateway to paint huffing, <laughs> is you got magic markers for children. So they get something from the prize box. Last week, I noticed one student had been winning an uncanny amount of times. Like, homie was getting a prize eight out of nine days in a row. Mm. And I should have caught it earlier, but I've been having health issues, and it's the end of the year, and you know how it goes. I know absolutely how it goes. And also, you a teacher, you got to be out here being a, you got to be a teacher, you got to be like martial law. You got to, it's just, it's an insane position that this country has put our educators in. And they don't pay them well enough. I'm like, I'm glad y'all not in here shaking the kids and Mm -hmm. (laughs) pinching them under their arms. (laughs) I be pinching all the kids. (laughs) (laughs) A little tiny little (laughs) Do it right with no one can see it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So shout out to you. But so anyway, she's like, I didn't notice that this was happening. Anyways, I investigated a little bit and noticed that on the tickets that had this student's name, you could faintly see an erased name underneath it. Mm. I asked the student about it and they were like, every day when you put my ticket in the jar, I would take a few tickets out and erase whoever's name was on it and then write my own. (laughs) 
he just gave himself up. It's like he was so proud. Like, you know, in movies when the villain just starts talking for a long time about what they did. <laughs> and you're wondering, like, why is the villain talking for 15 right, minutes? These are details we didn't ask for. These are crimes we didn't. You're like, yeah, <laughs> 10 years ago, I robbed another bank. It's like, nobody asked about that. You don't have to. Just proud. He was like, yeah, I took a, I took a few out. But think about it. If he only took a few out and left some, his odds are still pretty good. Mm-hmm. This teacher must not have been shaking up the ticket mode. He was just sprinkling them on top. He was was like, the teacher impressed? <laughs> what did the teacher do? He says, honestly, for a first grader, this is the equivalent of Ocean's Eleven Heist because they are just very bad liars and never sneaky. So props to this kid. But I did have to remove all the tickets that had their name on it in the jar so they couldn't keep winning prizes. <laughs> <laughs> So basically what he was doing was stacking the deck because like they get these tickets for being good and then the tickets accumulate. So So he was doing something evil, but he was getting the tickets for being good because she thought he was being good. And then he was also writing his name on all them. Little by little, every day he was stacking the deck because he's adding more tickets every single time because he's erasing people's names. So think of like a big (laughs) jar and then every time you get good tickets, she reaches into the same jar and you have better chances of winning if you're better behaved. I'm just trying to figure out when when is he getting them back into the jar? Because he's got to take him out. He's got to take him away. He's got to go erase him, put his name back on it. These kids Where's are Where's he quick. finding that time? There was a viral tweet about a teacher that she was like, I took a phone away from a child in my class. And then I turned around and she had the phone again and she was on it. And she was like, how did you get this phone? And she was like, oh, you and my mama love a little drawer. And then we like, went back to her phone. <laughs> and it was like, just, y'all love a little drawer chat. I just went into the drawer and got it back. <laughs> Oh just gosh. open the drawer up. I love that, though. I love when kids are criminals. I love it. Because you can tell early on if a kid's going to be a criminal. A few mm. ways you can tell if they open up a lemonade stand. Mm. Any kid who's trying to make money. I had a lemonade stand. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times as a child. You're just a scam waiting to happen. Taking time, by. I have a good lemonade stand. <laughs> Wait. That child model money isn't what people think it is. <laughs> Not you having to open your small business up to your child modeling career. <laughs> so we've got to pivot. Now I'm a child model who sells lemonade. Lemonade on the street corner. Now, what kind of lemonade were you slanging? My mom helped me make it. It was homemade lemonade, oh. which nowadays I feel like nobody would buy. Right. Because they'd be scared to get COVID. Right. Or, or anything because it's Any like. germs. Yeah. Man, the good old days when you could leave your doors unlocked and, and buy lim- unmarked lemonade on the street. <laughs> I remember how excited I was because um, my across street neighbor, they were doing construction and I knew all the construction workers were going to be there one day. Oh. <laughs> you are a scammer, Miranda. You were like, ooh, and today is hot. 89 degrees. Mm. Oh, yeah. Y'all going to be parched. Put up a little easy up right over there so they could stand in line in the shade. <laughs> and get their ice cold lemonade. Put out the catalog that I had the picture in from the child modeling uh, to draw on it. <laughs> Actually, that's creepy. Yeah, what I, I don't saying? know. Never mind. <laughs> Not totally sure about that part. It doesn't work. I was it was I was I spitballing. Love that, I yeah, love yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. just trying to add, you're like just whatever we can do to advertise this <laughs> lemonade. I love it. I love it. I think you could put out a sign that's like struggling former child, child model. <laughs> that would have been good. Please buy lemon sugar water. <laughs> Help a struggling child model. Well, guys, we're gonna take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite part of the show: historic hoodwinks. Scams. Canva presents unexplained appearances. It was an ordinary workday until... That presentation appeared out of thin air. Also, it's eerily on brand. 
Wait, did that agenda just write itself? Words appear, making this unexplainable case... Unexplainable? It's Canva's AI tools. I can generate slides and words in seconds. Really? <clears throat> the real mystery is why I'm only learning this now. Canva.com. Designed for work. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks. Trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bust when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing it right over there. I got on their underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. Cut! And we are back and it's time for Historic Hoodwinks. This is when I will regale our two former child models, Nathan and Miranda, with a that. hoodwink. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to stick now. No! <laughs> this is what you're known for now. Um, I need to see this Monastat commercial. Find, my mom's got the clipping to. somewhere, I'm sure. I'll pull She's it out proud. for you. Oh, yeah. She's proud. Uh, <laughs> listen, ladies begin yeast infections. You was, was a feminist That's before right. Before your time. I was a pioneer. <laughs> Child male model feminist. That's right. <laughs> so we're just adding. We're just going to keep adding to A lot the, of hyphenates to, to, my, to my title. So historic headwings, I'll regale you with a famous con or caper, and we'll just get your opinions all throughout. Um, both of my guests are very famous, and so we have a rule uh, after an incident that if you know, you know. Uh, that we only talk about dead people with famous people <laughs> so that no one will tweet you and ah. then show their nudes for deciding not to sell the book that they got pre-order money from. If you know, you know. <laughs> so today we're getting into like right before the 20th century. Ooh, deep dive. Okay. So like Mary Ellen and also Broomhilda were very fun like they indicators were there. that we were going back in time. Uh, so there's a woman named Cassie Chadwick. And so that was her name to some. And then she had half a dozen other names to others. So, you know, she was like, she had new names all the time, which I love. Reinvent yourself. If you have four names, you're a scammer. Like, if your parents give you four names, you have no choice but to do crime. True. Cassie used charm and other goodwill and maybe even clairvoyance to con banks and merchants out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is olden time hundreds of thousands. That's so, a good bit. That's millions. Yeah, yeah. Inflation. Mm-hmm. As our money gets less valuable every day. <laughs> 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 it's very sad. 
Like, somebody pointed out that, like, not in our state, but in a lot of states in America, the gas in California has risen to above the minimum wage. Like, the national minimum wow. wage. Oh, wow, yeah. So it's like seven eighty nine, and So it's more than the minimum Yikes. wage. Yikes. Well, that's a problem. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, we got a lot of problems. We got a lot of problems. We just kind of all out here on supplemental vibes, you know? <laughs> Sort of the line from our show. Um, So Elizabeth Betty Bigley. So that's Cassie Chadwick. This is her first name, the one someone else gave her. This is her. This is uh, Elizabeth up here in 1904. She must have had that good money because, like, how did you get photos in 1904? She probably had to sit for, like, four hours. Truly. She had time on her hands. That's why nobody smiled back in the day in older time photos because, like, they had to sit for so long. It would hurt. Yeah, it would hurt. So they all just was like... Staring. She yeah. got the accoutrement, though. That's a lot of clothing. Yeah. I could not have been in the olden times because, like, how do you even have, like, a a quickie, or, like a frisky session where you got to take off several <laughs> petticoats? Maybe it's just the hoop is so big, you know? It's, like, outwardly. <laughs> but that's shoulder like, stuff, too. Well, that's true. Those shoulder quickies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't really look like a scammer. I'm not getting scammer. See, and I think that's why it worked out for her because she was giving like law abiding citizens. She's letting the sleeves do the work. She just looks very like simple together. Miranda, you like her too much. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I I love her outfit. She looks very simple together. I love the expression on her face. Scammers love a scammer. And after the lemonade thing, I'm sorry. Yeah, we know that, Miranda. Takes one to know one. Right. That's why she didn't get scammed by Granny Motorcycle. She was like, ah, ah, Granny Motorcycle. I've been on these streets. It Polishing lemons away. in front of the construction site. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't fooling me. So, at the age of 14, she opened a bank account in Ontario Bank and used a forged letter of inheritance stating an uncle had died and left her a sum of money. And back in the day, like, if you had a piece of paper and it looked good enough, like, who was going to check you, boo? Mm-hmm. We had no Google. Like, who, you know, you just asked around. Yeah. Like, that's it. If your writing's fancy enough, that's pretty much all you need. Right. You got good penmanship. Mm-hmm. That was their version of Photoshop. So every few months, she was arrested, but released on grounds of insanity and warned to never do it again. And this is something I've noticed because, like, she was born in 1857. And something I've noticed about, like, the turn of the century is, like, this was a time when if, like, women were too smart, they'd be like, she's a witch. Or they'd be like, <laughs> She's crazy. Put her in the laundry bin or put her in that place where we make them all do laundry because they're whores. Like, these were (laughs) things that existed. And so back then, the only benefit of being a woman was there was, like, a good amount of sexism around, like, women be crazy. So you could just get arrested for doing hella crimes and be like, I be crazy. (laughs) But I promise I won't do it again. again. I'll never do it again. I'm not crazy anymore. (laughs) I was on my period. (laughs) I'm a witch. <laughs> you just admit to it. I'm a witch. <laughs> so you, you can get out of stuff. So several years later, at the age of 22, Betty devised what would become her trademark scam. Using expensive letterhead and fictitious names of an Ontario lawyer, Betty sent herself a letter stating that a philanthropist had died and left her an inheritance of $15,000. In today's money, that's about $300,000. Oof. She then had business cards made so that she could announce her new wealth. I love it. Like a costume. She's got a business card. She was so confident. She announced her new wealth. So what would the business card say? Like, I just broke a million. (laughs) Betty Bigley, rich person? (laughs) Rich lady. (laughs) (laughs) She said, my bank of vagina is (laughs) overflowing. (laughs) 
I mean, you know, I guess that's what you did when you were rich back in the day. You got some cars printed down to be like, yeah, I'm rich paper. now. <laughs> it's me, a rich. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. Uh, I get some cards. No, I'll never get those cards. <laughs> never. So Betty's plan was simple. She would go into shops, write a check for a larger sum than her purchase. Then she'd ask for the cash difference back. And this is like, mm. she basically pioneered the check fraud scam. You know, where like, people will be like, websites will be like, oh, do you want to be a secret shopper? And then like, you sign up and they send you a check for more money than, they're like, oh, we sent you $200 extra, deposit the check, send us 200 back, and you keep the rest. Mm-hmm. And then the check bounces after like three or four days, but you've already sent the money. Right. She was doing that Wow. in the early 1900s. Oh, man. So was she like the first? Was is this like the first one? Right. Is she the is she, is she the mastermind of that whole thing? Yeah, she's definitely an innovator, a pioneer, scammy godmother field. of check fraud. So if she was ever questioned if she could afford her purchases, she'd simply produce her calling card stating that she was an heiress. <laughs> Not to worry, good sir. As you can see, I am clearly a rich person. Look at my card. It just says rich. rich. <laughs> you can clearly see where it is embossed. Isn't it so funny to imagine her printing out the cards before she did the scam? Like getting all the cards ready. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Waiting for the money to come in. It's like, oh, yeah, these look, these look good. <laughs> I love that for her. Y'all got to print out cards after this. Go to FedEx Kinko's when we finish. Get your former child model cards. Do you think whatever the guy was at the version of Kinko's that she had these made was going, I don't know about this. <laughs> this seems a little odd to me. But, you know, she's paying me, so here's your rich person card. It must have been the culture. I mean, think about it. Probably up until, what, like the late 90s, we would see in movies and TV shows, like, rich people would be like, here's my card. Mm-hmm. Like, that True. was the thing. If you had yeah. business cards, we were like, you're fancy. <laughs> and now that I think about it, when I first started acting, I had headshots and I also had business cards with my face on them (laughs) what did they say just your name (laughs) they said Lizzie mostly rich person (laughs) future rich person call me now (laughs) like Miss Cleo (laughs) you call Miss Cleo and then call me later call me after (laughs) give me a job that's great so I I get it damn I forgot I had business cards I really do be doing crime wow (laughs) wowzers But I'm sure it made a difference, though, because as soon as you get in an audition, you get handed a business card. That's like an automatic, oh, 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 Like, you know who you're dealing with. You sit up and pay attention to a woman who walks in with a business card in addition to the headshot. You flick it at them, too. Yeah, you gotta get that throw down. Yeah, that two, you put it between your fingers and you flick it at them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everyone at home, hold up a peace sign, turn it sideways, and then close your fingers, and then flick it. That's how you you flick the business card Mm at people. Gotta hit them in the eye. Slides right across the desk, just boom. Fancy. Right there. I love this for her. A short while after, our scammer Cassie, I'm just going to call her Cassie because she has a lot of names, and now they're calling her Betty. And I'm like, who is Betty? But it's Elizabeth Betty Bigley. She got a lot of names. (laughs) So Cassie Chadwick, she spent her time, like, chasing her sister around. So she basically followed her sister when her sister got married and was like, oh, y'all going to Cleveland? Y'all married? Like, I'm also going to be with y'all as well in addition to in your home. (laughs) Which seems (laughs) normal. Normal. While staying with them, Betty spent her time appraising the furnishings of her sister's house and used them as collateral to arrange for a bank loan. (laughs) 
during her sister's wedding? No, during... That would be also hilarious. Imagine if you had a wedding and your shit get repoed. gone by the time you get back That's all you said? She wasn't, no. It wasn't during the wedding. So after her wedding oh, okay, with okay. this man in Cleveland, Betty was like, who was a, his Cassie Chadwick, she was like, oh, I'm about to move in with y'all. Like, y'all married and I'm going to be in here with y'all. And then she lived with them. And she was like, ooh, the Oh, furniture. so she started figuring out all the furniture prices yes. while she lived there. She was like, is this mahogany? <laughs> she, like, she started appraising it all and used it as collateral for a bank loan. Upon discovering uh, Cassie's newest scheme, her sister's husband kicked her out. So when she found out, like, Cassie, we have lost a lot of silver spoons. And she's like, I didn't steal them. Here's my business card. I'm a rich person. I don't need to steal them. I'm already independently I'm already rich. rich. Look at these business cards. <laughs> Come on so now. The husband got her out. The husband was on to her. Yeah. So her. So basically, her uh, stepbrother in law. It was like, what is that called? Brother in law. Brother in law. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not married. You can tell. I don't know the terms. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> like, my sister, baby daddy. <laughs> um, so at this point, it was 1882. Betty Elizabeth Cassie Chadwick. All the same name. If I say a name and it is female pronouns, it's, it's Cassie. Just go with it, y'all. Like, it's too many names. She was 25, and she had a few marriage prospects. Because, you know, you was right, Miranda. She was looking cute. She was giving the drip. And when you're a rich lady. <laughs> Listen. Right. The door is open up. No, they don't. Honestly, I think the more money you make as a woman, the harder it is to date. Mm. Yeah, it is. I'm going to start pretending to be more. I'm going to show up in rags on dates. <laughs> I'm like, I need you, sir. Save me. Just evoke something in him, you know? It's the perfect plan. Like, we're going to go to, like, the most basic restaurant. And we're going to swap and be like, like, wow. <laughs> You're, like, at Olive Garden. Or, like, wow. Unlimited so breadsticks. <laughs> wow. You go to a buffet. <laughs> like, I can keep going back for more. They have so many clean plates. I can have another. I'm <laughs> just going to start being Oliver Twist on dates. Please, sir. May I have some more? They bring water to the table. I'm like, oh, it's cold. I never have water cold. How, excuse me, waiter. How do you make the water cold? <laughs> what device do you have in the back that allows the water to be less than room temperature? This is insane. There's not even any ice cubes in it. How is it cold? Like, I just don't know what refrigeration is. <laughs> So, Betty Elizabeth Chadwick, she's 25. I'm going to try to stay with Elizabeth Chadwick so I don't drive y'all crazy. She's 25. She's a bad bitch in the streets. Everybody want to marry her, get her hand. And 25 mm. was kind of older in the game because, remember, this is when people was dying at their Jesus year. Like, so, <laughs> you know, the girls were dying. So yeah, The clock was ticking. 25, yeah. she's... She's just about at the end of her rope. At yeah, this point. yeah. This we call a spinster. <laughs> I, when I read Diane Keaton's book, she said that at her time when she was coming up, and she learned Meisner from Sidney Meisner, like, you know, like a different time. She was like, yeah, if you didn't make it in the acting business by 25, you were washed up. Oh, no. It's over for you at 25. Diane, Diane this is stressful. <laughs> I'm like, I should have got some more time. <laughs> but so she's 25. She's a bad bitch. She got to get married right now. It was in this new neighborhood because she got a new apartment, right? She got kicked out. So she got her own apartment. 
She rented a flat, claimed she was a widow, introduced herself as clairvoyant Madame Lydia Deveray. Oh, now we're getting I into like it. it. Yeah. She was the first Miss Cleo. Call me now. <laughs> she opened her clairvoyant shop using the bank loan she obtained with her sister's furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so he I couldn't even lady. stop her before it happened. The furniture was gone, and only then did he realize, oh, she's got to go. <laughs> bank of Vagina America pulled up and was like, no, we're going to be taking that. <laughs> no, here's our paperwork. This is all ours. <laughs> How you gonna do your sister like this? You are trash. Uh, so in this new neighborhood, as a clairvoyant under her new name, this is when she met Dr. Wallace S. Springsteen. Betty and Dr. Springsteen were married a year later, but when the local paper printed an announcement of the couple's union, several furious merchants, including Betty's sister, showed up at the door demanding to be repaid. Whoa. So this is like a small town, right? The local paper printing press comes out, and they were like, this bitch got married. Where'd she stay at? <laughs> and I, I imagine, like, what do you think it would be like to organize, like, a, a pitchfork mob? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how do you tell the girls, like, we're guys, pitchforks? <laughs> Girls, we're doing a mob. Get it, girls. We're doing an angry mob. <laughs> it's that time of the year. We're going to sharpen those pitchforks. Right. Who's got their pitchforks? Okay, you got that? Okay, Dave, a shovel. Okay, it's not as good as a pitchfork, but we'll take it. Just just keep sticking it in the air, looking angry. Who's got the fire? Okay, yeah. Like, How long in an angry mob? Because, you know, this is like the old top, so they either had to walk to, with the angry mob or mm. maybe take Wouldn't a horse. Wouldn't the anger, like, wear off after a while? <laughs> like, do you think they held it in until they got close to, like, the scene? How do you stay angry for that for long? That long? Is there, like, foot? a cheerleader? Because, like, that, that, that is what happens when you protest. Like, mm -hmm. they have people who come to protest who, like, have drums and they do, like, beats. They hype you up. And they hype you up. Yeah. And, like, because you're marching for, like, sometimes, like, one uh, Black Lives Matter protest that I did, we marched for 12 miles. And we got to the 12th mile and I was like, okay, so did we get the freedom? <laughs> they were like, nah, we didn't. <laughs> it's like, okay, so we just go home. All right, see y'all next week. How long are we going to do this? <laughs> I'm like, it's been 70 years. I got to come back out here this is very ghetto 12 so, miles <laughs> a lot yes we marched from pan pacific park to beverly hills wow did you uber back home? <laughs> i did <laughs> which doesn't feel as inspiring as marching all the way there. but they have their 12 miles you're allowed to i think you get a pass at that but point like they have people to hype you up because you're right, Miranda. Like in 12 miles, you know you're you disappearing. <laughs> you Maybe the it's passion. not so bad, guys. I mean, <laughs> have just... we tried dodging the bullets? <laughs> like... Oh my god! <laughs> I was thinking more in the context of Cassie. In the... I was thinking more. It's just furniture, but, but yeah. <laughs> I'm still on the march. <laughs> they have people who beat the drums and like you know they have. Uh, chance like one was like um oh this is like not even a chant it's just like say her name so say her name is like a phrase that came about like during black lives matter for like black women who have been slain by the police and it's like but they would be like say her name brianna taylor say her name brianna taylor and somebody would be like beating drums so that we're all on beat and i guess oh. hyped up and walking a lot of miles in the mm -hmm. sun and I noticed, it actually really made me smile. I noticed when, in June 2020, there were so many more white people at these protests than ever before because everybody was offbeat. 
<laughs> sorry. Like, why is something off? Because the protest is like 50,000, 100,000 people at this point. And so there's points in the line where there aren't black people spread out enough that we can control the <laughs> chant and keep going. everybody on beat. <laughs> so then we had white people being like, what's her name? Breonna <laughs> Taylor. I was like, what's her name? That's not it. Doesn't have the same ring to it. the same snappy. Uh, uh, what, what's her name? What's her name? <laughs> Why are we out here? No. Who we mad about? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Amanda, to your point, like, yeah, who keeps the angry mob hyped up? <laughs> you think there was, like, a hype man for there's an angry be, mob back if then? If we're talking that, there's got to be someone with a fife at that point. <laughs> we are so mad. You know? <laughs> There has to be. Like, don't lose it. No, Keep burning. <laughs> They're burning her business cards in effigy. <laughs> I also imagine whoever has to hold the fire in an angry mob, like, don't that That's shit start to burn out like a match? Don't it get hot? It's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. That's the hardest like job. Like burning their reds in their hands. <laughs> like, who are we almost there? Because, y'all, this, this fire about to... Ooh, it's about Does to anybody else want to take this for a little bit? Like, maybe like a half mile. It's getting a little hot. I'm singed. <laughs> So, yes, they they get their angry mob together and like, get in, girls. Let's go, girls. We doing a mob. And so they pull up on Cassie and her new husband. So fearing his own credit, because he's a doctor, right? Dr. Springsteen paid his wife's debts. The marriage lasted 12 days. Come on, Kim K. <laughs> Only 12 days? Yes. He paid her debt because he didn't want to be embarrassed. Oh. But then he was like, all right, I got to get away from you, you scammer. But she yeah. was like, thanks. That's all I really needed. Yeah. <laughs> with it's the a good div- deal for her. So with the divorce, uh, this is when Betty, you know, had renamed herself again. Now she is Madam Maria Rosa. Mm. The names keep getting more fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Madam Maria Rosa sounds like she got some money. I would believe her business card. Mm-hmm. So she traveled to Pennsylvania and she continued to hone her skills as a scam. And one of her scams included impressing locals by pretending to be the niece of Civil War Union General William Tecumseh Sherman. I don't even know who that is. Wow. She would also pretend to be seriously ill. One witness reported that through a trick of extracting blood from her gums, she led persons to believe that she was suffering from a hemorrhage. What's that? So she would just, like, cut up her gums on a regular basis? <laughs> she just starts stabbing up her gums and then letting the blood like run come out, out into the street <laughs> and start screaming. Yo, it's wild to me that that worked in that time. Because if you bleed out the mouth, I'm staying away from you. Right. What would she get out of doing that? Why would people give her money for that? I don't know. For treatment? Kindness. The locals took pity on Madame Marie and raised funds to loan her travel back to Cleveland. Oh, no. She was like, I got to get hemorrhage surgery. I need a train ticket. (laughs) (sighs) She's a bad lady. Uh, So when they wrote several weeks later, like for repayment, they would receive letters saying that Madame Marie had died. Now, listen, she was bleeding out the mouth. So in the olden times, if you were bleeding out of any orifice. she was 25. (laughs) (laughs) She was approaching that time, you know. Life was going to be over for her (laughs) modern medicine. I feel like if you bleed out the mouth, I'd be like, yeah, she probably did die. Like, honestly, if you had a nosebleed, I'd be like, yeah, she probably did die. Like, it was was that time. Mm -hmm. You could probably die of nosebleed. How embarrassing. Probably. (laughs) They died of nosebleed. (laughs) (laughs) So she was telling everybody that Madame Marie had died. One final touch. 
Cassie wrote another tender tribute to Madame Marie. So then as a like little razzle-dazzle, she wrote a obituary for her former for herself. Self. Wow. Classy. I think everyone should write their own obituaries. Like, why do we let our families write our obituaries? I need to do that before I die. Seems I'm, far too risky. I'm going to do that tonight. Like, Lacey was a bad bitch. Loved by all. <laughs> <laughs> it's all that needs to be said. So sexy. So sexy. <laughs> too sexy when to die. When she drove her car on the freeway, everybody <laughs> stared. <laughs> <laughs> Like you in your car. I've never seen anyone more responsible about a car in my life. <laughs> the amount of times I've texted Miranda and be like, oh, where are you at? She's like, I'm at the car wash. <laughs> I love cleaning my car. I just got a special vacuum from Target, like a special one that like fits in between all the little like tiny areas oh, that like creases. a normal vacuum can fit. <laughs> you could probably have someone do that. I don't know if you need to have the vacuum. That's yourself. what's wild about it. It's like you go to the car wash and then you look over this Miranda Cosgrove with a tiny <laughs> vacuum <laughs> that she brought from home. I actually, when I go to the car wash, I always vacuum my car first myself for like 30 minutes <laughs> and then it goes through and then I take it home and I vacuum it more with my special vacuum at my house. I don't think I ever <laughs> want to get in your car. I'm too scared to mess it up. <laughs> this is too much vacuuming. <laughs> I got Cheerios and crumbs everywhere. I actually, yeah, I need to know. I don't even have kids. I'm the child. And my car is, there's like several boxes in my car right now. (laughs) Emily, (laughs) there's so much stuff in my car. And every now and then she's like, Lacey, we should take some things out. (laughs) We should remove some things. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Like, it was probably some like viral video. I can't remember who made it. Sorry. But it was like. Someone tries to get into this woman's car and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I just got to move this out of the, the passenger seat. And she like moves something and it's like, you know, some papers or something. And then she moves like uh, a neutral bullet and then she moves like a vacuum cleaner. There's <laughs> like, like all this stuff inside. That's me. And Miranda's the exact opposite, just like sucking up every crumb. You should put me on the job. Call me over. I'll bring my vacuum. <laughs> You guys are a match made in heaven. <laughs> Truly. Let me know. <laughs> Randy gave me a vacuum for my birthday. This woman loves vacuums. For your 30th birthday, <laughs> got you a vacuum. I love that vacuum. It's good. It's a, a quality vacuum. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm playing. It's a Dyson, not well, just that, a vacuum. Then now, now I know you love her. <laughs> That's how you know. Oh, my oh, God. Man. Wait, are you wearing the necklace that I gave you as a I wrap for the first season? Oh, my I God. I am wearing it. I wow. work for the special day on the pod. <gasps> oh, I love this. I gave, I gave her that necklace and I bought one, too. And I was like, this is probably the gayest present I've ever given <laughs> It's so cute, Magic though. Heart. Heart. I was like, Magic Heart necklace. <laughs> she reports me to HR. She's like, something's going on here with this woman. What if but, you had one, too, Nathan? I know. I wish I did. Oh, Nathan. I need to get you a matching heart, heart necklace. necklace. We could have all shown up today. If we could have got Jerry in a matching heart necklace, that, that would have been, been hilarious. hilarious. Maybe we could get one where it's broken in four pieces. You know? <laughs> I've never seen a heart broken in four, four pieces. I haven't either. We're so going to have to commission someone. So you got the booty side someone. of the heart is just like a C. A little yep. like. You got the V. Yep. Oh, wow. But Maybe. then when you put us all together, we are complete. Oh. It's brilliant. It. That's your new idea. You got to get out there. Pandora, call me. 
I got a charm for you. Listen, that's how you know Nathan got a wife. He know about Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest scam is like husbands just like getting one bracelet and then being like every year like, happy anniversary, baby. Here's a new little charm for that bracelet that I got you. Little extra jingle. <laughs> little tiny charm. Little tiny <laughs> jingle. <laughs> little teeny baby. <laughs> biggest scam of all. You can keep giving somebody the same gift. Mm-hmm. It's like this is us where they kept letting us reenact the same death. They're like, it's the dad. Oh, he died in a fire. This time we zooming in on a smoke alarm. This time we zooming in on a crock pot that started the fire. This time we're driving home and they got the little clothes from the dead dad and it's about the dead dad again. Anyway, uh, I need to... Not bitter about it at all. I'm doing terrible on time. Okay, so uh, back to the story. I know y'all want to kill me. So um, at this point, Cassie Chadwick is Madame Marie Rosa. She married two of her clients. So she remembers she was doing like make them ups like uh, psychic visions. Mm. So then she married... Two of her clients because she told her clients like she was like oh you know I see you like getting married and I see you with like she would give them premonitions that they were supposed to be with her and they would believe her Oh. Did she marry them both at the same time? No. So she married one and then she married the other. The next. Yeah. I don't like, feel super bad for them. That seems a you little. You don't? I mean. I, I just feel like you're going to marry I feel bad. Me. It's a love scam. It's one of those scams. We're hitting back on the app scams <laughs> that Miranda don't play no with. No one's safe. <laughs> <laughs> no one's safe. <laughs> I wonder if there's any psychics out there who are signed up for dating apps who just say, I had a vision and you and I are going to be together. And if that's ever worked. I feel like it has to. Worked for Cassie. You know, it did. Yeah. So the first one was a short marriage to a farmer outside of Cleveland. Obviously, he wasn't going to have a bag. Oh, and my God. It was real love. That was the only time she was really in love. You believe? You know, that must have been it. That's it. <laughs> because why did she marry a farmer? That doesn't go with the rest of her scamming. I mean, maybe she thought he had some cows and some E-I-E-I-O money. Maybe she thought she was going to get the whole farm. I think she loved him. And it was for a short time. It's like she tried to follow her heart for the first time in her life. Maybe I love that you've given this such a whimsical. You are (laughs) definitely a Cassie stand. You're like, oh, I like how she looks. She looks nice. (laughs) She was following her heart. Well, yeah, she married a farmer, and unfortunately, he bought the farm and died. (laughs) so, So then she had another premonition. So Hoover... The other. He died in 1888 and left Cassie an estate worth $50,000. So basically $1.5 million in today's money. She had a good premonition. She was like, oh, you are very rich. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> My sisters are tingling. Did you have a grandmother? <laughs> yes, I knew that. She's in the room right now. And she said, we supposed to get married. <laughs> I love this. So getting caught. Betty then moved to Toledo and reassumed the identity of Madame Lydia Devier. So she went back to one of her old names. Huh. And she's still a clairvoyant, but she knew the girls knew her as Madame Devier in Cleveland. So she was like, I got to go back to Madame Devier. And one of her clients was a man named Joseph Lamb who paid Betty $10,000 to serve as his financial advisor as well as to do any favors that she asked. Okay. Mm. Betty employed Lamb in her schemes by forging promissory notes for several thousand dollars and telling him to cash it at his bank, utilizing his excellent reputation. So she knew in Cleveland the girls knew that she was a robber. Uh, she was like, I can't go to the bank around here. Not allowed there anymore. Yeah. They've got they've got that f- little photograph up on the wall. Someone doodled it. I feel like they went to the horse and like in the horse and buggy to the bank, mm. and then she was like, "I'm gonna wait in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I feed the horses. And I, I'm on poop duty. I make sure I get the horse poop up." <laughs> 
<laughs> you go in there and cash it, though. <laughs> Oh, Cassie was a bad bitch. Well, so he also cashed several more checks after totaling about forty thousand dollars all in all. Which you know, with inflation, fifteen thousand was around what three hundred thousand dollars. So yeah. this is like about a million dollars, or you know. So, um, Betty was convicted of forgery, sentenced to nine and a half years in state penitentiary. While in prison, uh, this is Cassie. You know, Betty. Y'all know she continued to act as a clairvoyant. So in jail, she was like. I see myself getting now. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell me she convinced the guard that that was true. I see you letting <laughs> me out. Reaching into that pocket and grabbing those keys. I see it. I see it so clearly. I hope she was having visions like Raven Simone. Or she like, just like... <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there like... What is? What's happening? <laughs> no, I'm having a vision. <laughs> me being free right now. <laughs> I love this for her. So while in prison, she's still being a clairvoyant. So eventually, she pleaded remorse to Governor William McKinley. Eventually, he signed the papers for her release three and a half years into her sentence. So I'm sure she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm a woman. We's crazy. I'm a witch. <laughs> <laughs> I think with the psychic thing, she could really lock down. I'm a witch. <laughs> They'd be like, okay, we get it. We do get it. Okay. She was the first, like, that's so Raven, like, Raymond Simone. <laughs> mm-hmm. You stole her whole bag. <laughs> so once she got out of the jail, Betty Cassie, you know, all of her names, Mary Ellen, uh, Lydia, Bumai, Hilda. <laughs> So she, once she got out of jail, her and her son moved into Dr. Shadwick's residence on Millionaire Row, mm. a row of palatial estates on the aristocratic street in the city. Ooh, look it's at that. Given Gilded Age. Oh, wow. Oh. It's beautiful. <laughs> Stunning. Brenda's like, I, I live there. <laughs> I go buy that home in Cleveland on Millionaire Row. <laughs> I mean, it's giving Cleveland millionaire, I guess. You know, I guess. It's giving I guess that's how rural, the millionaires live. Rural millionaire. Maybe it's got that flushing toilet, you know? Ooh. Like, maybe it's all about the internals. Wait, right. how did she afford it? I didn't understand. So, she afforded it because her second husband, Hoover, had died and oh, left her 50 grand. She still had to go to jail. because she <laughs> For <laughs> three of the nine years, but then she moved on to millionaire. Yeah, because she stole 40000 more dollars. And then they was like, you got to go to jail now. And then when she got out, I guess she still had some coin. So was the guy. Wow. Huh. Wow. Oh. There it is. This is the whole row. Okay, it's giving millionaire when you yeah. see the whole row. When I saw that one house, I was like, I don't know. It's giving a thousand air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving a hundred air. <laughs> I'm a ten dollar air. Like, but, you know, we've all been a ten dollar air, a hundred air. Not these two. It's, it's since they were child models. Not since that child modeling money. <laughs> the money's only going up from there. I was a hundred air like that. I was born a hundred air. Born with a, what, a plastic spoon in your mouth? (laughs) Oh, my God. Hefty could never. So, (laughs) according to one acquaintance, oh, and so, like, on a quick thing about Millionaire Row, 
uh, it's a very aristocratic street in the city, and she quickly started spending large amounts of Dr. Chadwick's money in an attempt to enter the circle of the wealthy elite families that made up Cleveland. Families included the Rockefellers and the U.S. Senators. She made it, guys. Wow, she did it. You <laughs> really moved for Randy. Like, that's where to win. She had true love. He died. She had to start scamming again. Like, this is a notebook. <laughs> I've spun this whole story in my head. <laughs> I love it. So according to one acquaintance, if a thing didn't cost enough to suit her, she would order it and throw it away. Oh. <laughs> this kills me. Oh. Oh, it hurts. Probably the most responsible with money at this table. I think you're uh-huh. definitely close. Sec- Y'all might be tied, actually. You're both pretty responsible with money. I'm oh. trash. <laughs> I actually, I, it makes me feel a little bit ill. Why would she throw it away? Because she was trying to show people, like, this is an acquaintance saying this. So people were pulling up to her crib, and she's like, ugh, a Fabergé egg and red garbage. Like, she's trying Not to show people enough. she's rich. Got it. And I guess that was how you flex is like you threw all your nice stuff in the in the trash. How great would it be to be a person who just walks around at about two o'clock in the morning on Millionaire Row and just kind of grabs up all the stuff the rich people throw out because it's not expensive enough? Right. You could have a really nice little operation there. I think a scam equivalent of that, guys out there, is like go to Goodwills in really expensive neighborhoods because a lot of times rich people want the tax write off of just like tossing away like a bunch of nice clothes and mm. stuff because they don't want to consign. Right. You can find some, like, designer pieces. You can find some nice stuff if you, like, go in the nice areas. If you go to the Goodwill in the hood, you're going to get her Goodwill. But if you go to the Goodwill <laughs> in Beverly Hills, get Beverly Hills Goodwill. If you mm. like thrifting, I'm just saying. Good That's the know. equivalent of Cassie throwing out her Fabergé eggs, and you just outside, and you catch it like, thanks, ma'am. <laughs> All right. The neighbors were suspicious and kept away from Cassie. Little did anyone know she had already begun her biggest scam yet. So... They stayed away from her. You know how they'd be like, old money, new money? So Cassie mm. was like, new money. They didn't know where her coins came from. So they were like, we don't, we don't associate with her. And I mean, they were right. She was doing fraud. Yeah. But So in 1903, she orchestrated an elaborate ruse to spread a rumor that she was the Ill- illegitimate daughter of the wealthy steel magnate Andrew Carnegie. Oh. If you don't know about Andrew Carnegie, um, I went to Pitt. So, like, uh, Carnegie Mellon was right up the street. Car- I performed at Carnegie Hall. Like, you know, yeah. he got a lot of stuff in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is very close to Cleveland, um, Ohio. So, you know, she was like, oh, I'm Ashley. That's my uncle, Ashley. Is Andrew Carnegie. She let it slip to an acquaintance that Daddy would send her large sums of money and had built her a large inheritance out of guilt. So she found the messiest person she knew mm. and was like, don't tell nobody, girl. <laughs> this is just between you and me. You and me. Shh. Why do I feel like I should do it now? You and me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, had to do it. Why is it threatening when you do it with <laughs> I don't know, those are horrible. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> you and full Smeagol. We were whispering. I had oh. to take it a notch higher. Do you guys have gossipy friends? Is there anybody in your friend group that you know you can't tell the full story or that you might like use to leak some information? Uh, I generally uh-huh. just don't say anything. I'll just. <laughs> <laughs> my mom will leak the, hot the info. <laughs> There's info I don't want out there, and I tell my mom. Everyone will know by morning. <laughs> Can't hold it in. I love that. I don't know. Like, I, I, I like use gossip. I'll tell it like 
everybody knows all my business and everybody's business I know but it's like one person and she's in Jersey my best friend and like she's never out like she's not gonna tell anybody she doesn't know anybody so I like gossip to her but I don't have any like there are people that I know that I can't tell anything like I feel like I would be talking and like mid talk they're like tweeting it (laughs) (laughs) they're like typing it while you're talking I'm like are you are you on voice to text (laughs) No, 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 wait a second. What did you go go back? Go back. Talk you, closer to the mic. You know, we get typos if you're not close to the mic. Because <laughs> voice to text loves a typo. I, if you ever want to sound drunk without being drunk, use voice to text. Mm-hmm. So many typos. <laughs> so, you know, so she tells her messy friend, like, don't tell nobody, but I'm very rich. And so her reputation about her wealth allowed Betty Cassie everybody, to begin a sort of Ponzi scheme with the bank loans. So she would take out several loans and use them to pay off each other. So, like, using one credit card to pay off another credit card. Mm -hmm. She was also able to convince bankers and other wealthy community members to loan her money from their business and personal accounts, raking in over a million dollars total, which today would be over 32 million. What? So this lady is an evil genius. Yes. Wow. Because she finally figured out you can't just straight up rob the bank. You got to, like, rob Peter to pay Paul. So then eventually everybody thinks that they're getting paid back or enough people think that they got their money back that your reputation won't be ruined. Yeah, word can't get around. Yeah. Oh, wow. She got better as the years went by. I know. She really stepped up. She didn't stick with the same scheme. Yeah, $15,000, making it up to a million. And isn't it so weird that people will give you money when they think you're rich, but they won't give you money when they think you're poor? (laughs) And it's like, if you're rich, why you need? my money right don't you got money over there i thought you had money over there what did yeah. you get my money for over here right right uh, that's yeah. how it works it's no it's investing don't worry mm-hmm. it's totally it's totally legit i mean when elon said that he wanted to buy twitter like he used tesla stocks as collateral he took out credit for millions of dollars mm-hmm. and they're like yeah we'll give you millions of dollars to buy Twitter because you're old and sad. Like, <laughs> I, it's, it's parts of it I hate, but parts of it I love. I want to be depressed and buy Twitter. <laughs> when there's just nothing left to do. Right now I buy shoes. I'm like, I want to be sad one day. I'm like, hello, <laughs> Jack, Jack. <laughs> I call him through tears. Hey, Jack. <laughs> I'm going through it. Can I have, can I buy Twitter real quick? <laughs> Crazy. Love, uh, love it and hate it. Uh. So the jig was eventually up and Betty was jailed again. Betty Cassie. No. Cassie. is <laughs> so sad when Cassie goes to jail. It's not such a bad thing when the not person again. who defrauds the people go to jail. <laughs> she tried so hard. <laughs> she just put in so much effort. Darn it. I, I love the motivational spirit, Miranda. She's like, oh no. She was working so hard at crime. I thought she was going to be successful at robbery. This is so sad. So she was, she was jailed after several bankers that had lent most of their personal fortunes realized she never intended to pay them back. Duh. What did you even lend it to her for? Vibes? What would you she, was she opening a business? I don't understand. I don't know. So. I- I'm always curious what the conversations really have to be. Like, how do you just convince that many people all in a row to give you that much money? I think you have to come at it like you don't really think it's that much money. Mm. Because that gives people the confidence. Like, if I was like, yo, Nathan, let me hold $300. I'll give it right back. I don't got no cash. Mm. You know, you would be, I think that's more convincing than Nathan. I really need $300. Right. Like, I really, if you just please would, I promise I'll pay you back. I'll do anything. You know. 
One of those sounds like you got it. It's like if we go to a restaurant or somewhere and it's like, oh, I left my wallet at home. I'll Venmo you. Like we, none of us would be like, will you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we wouldn't be like, let me get my uh, QR code out right now. <laughs> Can you do it before we leave? Before I run my card, you Venmo me right now. <laughs> I need to see the money. But, you know, like, we wouldn't care. So it's like, if you're talking to other rich people, then once you start making money, you start to forget how much money is worth, which is the problem that we have with people who are insanely rich and hoarding wealth. Is like, they don't don't know what a banana costs or, like, a gallon of milk. They don't know, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes $10,000 can feel like $100 if you're Mm -hmm. making enough money. So she's probably just like, I don't know, you know, throw me a little meal or whatever. You know how I do. I'm Cassie. You know, I'm good for it. My daddy, my daddy got it. Andrew Carnegie, you know him? You know my daddy, God. <laughs> he got all the money in the world in his hands. Okay, don't worry. So one bank, Citizen National Bank of Oberlin, ended up bankrupted after it had lent her eight hundred thousand dollars. And this is olden she time. She bankrupted money. a bank. <laughs> yes, single handedly. I you bankrupt a bank? <laughs> bank is right in that ba- in, in bankrupt. That's supposed to be you. How you bankrupt a bank? <laughs> Imagine going to your bank and you have money at that bank and they done loaned it to this bad bitch, Cassie. You, you go in and take out your little coins and they're like, Ashley, um, we closing the doors. <laughs> you go to the bank and got a close sign. They just hand out Definitely. Cassie's card and be like, your money's at this address. You're going to need to go to Cassie's house. Right. She has all of the money. Her card says rich, so we hope that you get it back. <laughs> But we can't, we can't tell you. That's actually so deeply <laughs> irresponsible, like, of a bank. Because the bank loaned her essentially other people's money. Because that's what banks do. Right. They hold your money. They don't want you to spend it. They want to be able to give your money to somebody else's loan and then charge interest on it so they can make more money. Mm-hmm. So she... <laughs> she took everyone's money. She took everybody's money. Why would? How can you convince a bank to give all the money to only you? I don't know. Where is that manager? Where, who's, the guy, <laughs> who's the guy who looked at that balance sheet and said... Huh. Well, there's nothing in the vault. And we gave it all to one person. I think I think there's something wrong here. You go in the vault where all the gold and money supposed to be. It's just a janitor sweeping. <laughs> like, yeah, we had nothing in here in months. Like I owe you a sticky web. note on the table. <laughs> right. I'm totally good for it. I owe you one bank. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So it wasn't until Betty... Cassie denied all connection with Andrew Carnegie that they realized that that was a lie too. So she had been telling everybody she was like, "This my this my daddy. He loved me, but I'm a bastard." <laughs> she had a whole spicy story. Game of Thrones in it, right? This reminds me of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's like, because <laughs> you know he had that wife with his uh, housekeeper. Uh-oh. I mean that baby with. That wife. I said he had that wife with his <laughs> housekeeper. Child need to go to bed. He had that baby with his housekeeper. So, you know, scandal. I love a scandal. <laughs> so in 1905, we're getting to the end of this, guys. In 1905, Cassie Chadwick, she was found guilty of conspiracy to defraud a national bank and conspiracy against the government and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. That's it. That's all she had. That is light. Because by now wow. she's like 30-something. We got a mugshot up here. Oh, no. She's not 30. No. She's like... Yeah, she was... No, that might be what 30 looked like back then. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Those were harder times. They were. They were a much harder time. Wait, Cassie, you is giving elderly. You know what's weird? She looks harder when she was younger. 
Like she looks like she softened up a bit in her old age. But you know what? She was richer when she got arrested because she stole the equivalent of thirty two million dollars. So she living good. Oh, she she's been living mm, the good life. She eating good. She was moisturizing for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why she was able to crack a smile. Yeah. She probably could live through a cold. She probably <laughs> had that good tussin. <laughs> Scurvy free right. all year round, baby. Don't tell me she died in jail, did she? <laughs> She's like, did she find love again? Prison love? I'll take it. Give me something. Has Nicholas Sparks adapted this story yet? Come on, give me. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) Andrew Carnegie himself attended the trial just to see her face, just to see his bastard child. (laughs) (laughs) If if he attended, I would be like, daddy. That was your one last hope right there. They you didn't have DNA tests. Yeah. And you can't tell me Andrew Carnegie, the steel millionaire, wasn't out here fucking. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on now. It's a chance. It's a light chance that I feel like they sent her mama away to one of them laundry places exactly. for the horse who had sex. They could have at least taken, she could have shaved off several years off that sentence by just leaning into the dad thing, saying, see, he came. Right. That's the evidence. No, we're, we're absolutely right. She should have, if the second he stepped into court, I would have been like, daddy, <laughs> papa, I forgive you. I forgive you. Thank you for coming. I knew you'd come. I, said, I knew you'd come. <laughs> Make it seem like you're in on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I point to him and be like, he got it. He good. We good for it. Just like you're trying to run out the door. <laughs> like, what they gonna do? Oh, gosh. But yeah, so he pulled up and was like, I gotta see this woman's face who's been lying. So according to him, the whole thing could have been avoided if anyone had asked him, stating, why have I not signed a note in the th- last 30 years? Like, he was saying, like, everyone knew about this rumor. Talked about it amongst each other, behind his back, all the time. Mm. Like, basically, Andrew would walk into the room, everybody would be like, oh, <laughs> what's up? Hello, Andrew. Like, they'd be like, yeah, he was sleeping with this woman, and they sent her away to the loony bin because she had a baby, and, and, and that's a cancer chat. Oh, Andrew, yeah, what's up? <laughs> no, we got you a seat right here, sit down, yeah. You were just talking about money, 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 more You want some money. loaves and fishes? Yeah, no, we got you. <laughs> Is that too far back? I guess that's biblical. Loaves and fish. How old was Andrew Carnegie? No, in the 1900s. What were they eating? What were they eating? I have no clue. Oh no, grapes! You always see that in olden time. Yes. Rich people with grapes. Yeah, rich people definitely had grapes. <laughs> you know, rich people with their grapes. Oh, they love the grapes. Fermented they like to or be fed grapes. <laughs> Near grapes, right. holding grapes. What was that a thing? Bowls with grapes. Someone now. holding a grape over their face, slowly <laughs> like, lowering it down. More grapes. Like, grapes Licking was... a grape. It was really weird back then. It was a real flex. If you didn't have no grapes, are you even rich? Yeah. Big grape was killing it back Big then. Big grape energy. <laughs> <laughs> On October 10th, 1907, Cassie Chadwick died on her birthday. I'm sorry, Miranda. Oh. At age 50, did she live pretty long? She oh my gosh, that time. was a 50-year-old? <laughs> In a prison cell. Oh. Alone. So luxurious, it rivaled Al Capone's. What? Mm. 
<laughs> so her prison cell was amazing? Yes. I guess they didn't try to seize her assets. Maybe that was before the F, the B, and the I decided they were the repo man. Because now yeah. they come back and get all your shit. If you break the law, they'd be like, all right, Miranda, we'll be taking that necklace. Uh, you can also <laughs> come up off that shirt. <laughs> In the olden days, you were allowed to bring your belongings to your cell? Well, they, <laughs> like they could like pay you know because a prison is for profit yeah. so they could like pay put money on your books or like give you a couture bone you paid you know? in points for the upgrade yeah. to business class because when rich people go to jail they be having xboxes they be having the best food they not eating ramen and making jail laffy taffy on tiktok <laughs> they living good Man. So even if you stole the money to get rich, you could use the money to yeah. live a better you life You defrauded jail. the government, but the government is going to allow you to stay in jail in a really cush setup with the government that you defrauded from them. I think that at that point they weren't hit the government because the government is a scam. And I think they started realizing like, oh, yeah, we're the government. We could just rob them back and at least get some of the money back. And mm. it's never going to go to who actually got robbed. We just go take it and sell it in an auction and keep it right. for government money. Right. That's like literally what raids are. Like when police like do no knock warrants, which is why we don't want them anymore. It's literally so that they can pull up on gangbangers and hopefully come up on a bunch of cash. And like there's no way to account for how much cash these gangbangers have. So they turn in some but they pocket a lot. You know what I mean? It's like they're basically, it's like they're like uh, Black Friday at Walmart. You know, they show up at 5 a.m., they knock the doors down, they fight everybody and they steal as much as they can. <laughs> but at this point, the government did, I, I don't know if this, like they didn't get enough restitution from this woman, but obviously she was mm. living lavish. Man. Which I, well, I can least, live with that ending. Yeah. I think that's, an, that's a satisfactory Miranda Cosgrove resolution. <laughs> She didn't a... have it all. She was in jail. She did some time for the bad but stuff. She she's still done. had some. Yeah. <laughs> this is before the times where the government would be like, Miranda, we're going to need your hand over the little vacuum. You're not going to be I'm little like, vacuuming. No! <laughs> Anything but that. That's literally the thing that she's like holding on to, like fighting it. with the FBI. No, you can take everything but not my baby vacuum. That's part of her plea deal for sure. It I'll plead guilty to everything. Just let me go to jail with my They're vacuum. Like, Miranda, they took the car though. You don't even need the baby vacuum. No. It's for the corners of the cell. It gets into all those cracks and crevices. Miranda's in jail with a baby and vacuum. The, vacuum. <laughs> the world's most meticulous jail cell you've ever seen in your life. Rubbing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back for the saddest part of the show where I have to let Nathan and Miranda go. Robbery! Welcome to the Canva guided meditation for stress at work. Impending deadline? Generate Canva presentations in seconds. So Brainstorm got too big. Ooh. Summarize with AI in a click. Click, 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 click. Writer's block. Release with Canva Magic Write. Magical. Stress less and save time at canva.com. Designed for work. Canva. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And 
And we are back, and it's time for Scammer of the Week, the last tiniest segment of the show before I let these icons go. This has been so fun. I feel like we're like back at work again, which is I know. Nice. This is the best. I feel like we're on lunch break right now. <laughs> right. We, we had some good lunch breaks. So a Florida man was charged with 114 counts of various fraud after he was caught in an alleged decades-long scheme to defraud Florida State's Division of Unclaimed Property. Mm. So you know how like, if you don't cash a check or like you don't get a check, like there's a website you can go on and see if you have checks that never got to you or didn't come to your house and then if you put in your information they'll mail you the checks like and you can cash them right so they have sort of like those kinds of things for like unclaimed property too Um, so Alvaro Abaru 38 claimed more than two million dollars worth of property wow Come on, Alvaro. He was born in the wrong time. He should have ended up with Cassie. Cassie. Truly. They could have been great together. Alvaro's kind of cute. He gives our own property. Yeah, that smile says, trust me. It's giving landlord. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't really look like a criminal or anything. No, I would give him the property. Also, if it's unclaimed, then why can't he claim it? Right. This country was like, what well, was claimed by people when people were living here and then Christopher Columbus and the rest of the colonizers was like, we gonna claim it again. Like, <laughs> come on now. What's the statute on colonizing? We need to define that. Why could you do that in the 1800s? You could go stick a flag somewhere and be like, this is mine now. now. Like, we did that shit to the moon. It's like, can I own the moon? <laughs> like, why, why you get to own the moon? This don't seem fair. If an astronaut can go up and claim the moon, I can go to a state's unclaimed property program and just say, look, no one else is gonna take it. Right. I'll take your junk off your hands. <laughs> right. You I'm said doing you a favor. Unclaimed. Right. That sounds like available to me. <laughs> Free. Open. We're looking at a lost and found right now. Right. And everybody knows after a while at a lost and found, you can get in there and just take what you want. That's right. If you go back by this, you've gone four times and it's still there. Wait, I mean, exactly. Wait, that's actually surprising to me, Nathan, because I feel like you would be the one who would just like leave it in there forever. You'd be like, like, they might come back someday. <laughs> I know that. That <laughs> is what like, I would write do. Writing letters and looking postage, like, <laughs> one day they'll find this uh, North Face hoodie. I was just trying to, I was trying to sound cool. That's totally what I would do. Oh, you are cool, Nathan. It's okay to follow rules. Somebody yeah, has to. Yeah. If nobody follows rules, then I have, I can't break them. I need everybody right. to follow the rules, there so I don't to have be... to. You know, a yes. division. So the Division of Unclaimed Property is responsible for holding on to and facilitating the return of valuables to Floridians who may have forgotten about it, like old bank accounts or abandoned safe deposit boxes. Mm. Wow. So he's getting like the money money. So yeah. Alvaro often used fake names and the names of dead people to forge documents in order to wrongly claim unclaimed property. I'm sorry, if you're dead, then like it's not yours anymore. You are dead. I can't own anything when I'm dead. What am I supposed to do when I'm dead? Right. That I don't I'm feeling less and less like he's See? close to doing a public service. Right. <laughs> he's helping the state save on storage costs is what I'm hearing. Right. Now. And also, like, if it's unclaimed, you're just going to let it sit there for valuable resources and not let someone use them. Re- reduce, reuse, recycle. Yeah. He's trying to save the planet from the dead people's stuff. Is he Greta Garwick? Is That's not her. That's the lady from the movie, huh? Um, <laughs> Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Greta Garwick. <laughs> Y'all be sounding dumb out here sometimes. Got a Tomberg. I know what I'm talking about. 
So he first started the scam in April of 1999, and he was not caught until March of 2020. He would file claims and then deposit the money received into any of his many bank accounts uh, for his fake companies. He had been released on a $178,000 bond, which obviously he got, well, he got $2 million at least, so obviously he got $178,000. Mm. Free this man. Free Alvaro. Like, what are we going to put him in jail for? Jail costs taxpayers money. You telling me I got to pay money for him claiming dead people's things? Right. Like, we should all claim dead people's things. They should yeah. just hand that shit out. I mean, what did they do to grave robbers back in the day? This is just... I mean, they did try to give... The, if they caught them, they would put them in jail. Oh. Yeah, because you said it essentially is a grave robbery. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... But also, like, you're dead. Like, how you going... When I go to court, like, who... Is it the people versus, or is it, like, the dead dude versus me? Like, he did. Maybe the ghost comes. <laughs> And just sits at the desk and is like, I object. Ghost v. Robber. <laughs> right. Like, if you, I'm sorry, if you get buried in some gold and whatnot, you know, we're going to have to rob you. This seems fair. Why do you think the family members don't claim the stuff? And maybe they just don't know. Yeah. I never knew. And sometimes they're not close to people. Like, you might have a distant uncle who, like, you, you haven't we, talked to in a really mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. So that's a lesson to all of us. Get in contact with all your distant relatives. (laughs) You never know who's dead and loaded. Call up your great Uncle Marvin and ask if he has any property. (laughs) (laughs) Or if he has any plans to die anytime soon. (laughs) How you feel about life, Uncle Marvin? (laughs) Good. Do you intend to remain unmarried and childless? For the foreseeable future, and so your assets will be available at the time of your death. If you were to rate life from one to five, with one being the worst and five being the best, where you (laughs) (laughs) How long you want to stay alive? Well, Gus, that brings us to the end of a very fun episode. Thank you guys so much for coming and being here with nonsense. We always ask on this podcast, where would you like to be found? Anything you oh. want to promote, anywhere you oh, want oh, to be I found. Where, that, what, yeah, that's a, just, that's such a deep care. question. <laughs> where would you like to be found? I was taking it on a deep level. Too. I thought you meant like when you died. Where no! would you? I was <laughs> like, this is such a weird way to wrap up the episode. I was like, it's so we dark. Well, time, so where would you like to be buried? <laughs> where would your body, if you were going to be discovered anywhere, what dead. cool location would your dead body, your corpse, want to be? Shown. Like all these things were going through my head. Oh my I was oh thinking God, like I... the La Brea tar pits or something cool, you know. Do you have a specific thing in mind, Nathan? I don't know. It seemed cool. I feel like that was too quick. Former child model Nathan Crest <laughs> was discovered at the La Brea tar pits. Okay, that headline kind of hit. Right? Up. Come on. That's old Hollywood, baby. That is old Hollywood. Okay, that's kind of cute. Okay. Where would you like to be found? <laughs> no, 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 no. But like former it, childhood <laughs> model Miranda Cosgrove found at Disneyland. <laughs> oh, that's accurate. Yeah, it is. The Statistically, shelter. you probably <laughs> the would. The animal find shelter it. is exactly where you're vacuuming her <laughs> Prius. <laughs> I don't know. Um, That was never the question. I want to make that clear. Okay. I want people to watch the last episode of the show. Is this going to air before that? Um, It's going to air as it's streaming. Okay, awesome. So the whole second season would be nice. Yes. That's where we (laughs) can be found. We're going to go big. I'm going to watch one episode. Just one episode, please. (laughs) Please, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Just the finale episode. You don't even have to know what's going on. (laughs) No, you got to Cassie Chadwick this. Act like your hero. Ask him to watch everything from the original <laughs> to the reboot. To the most gonna, recent episode Gonna get those Carly. numbers up. Um, okay, and then so what What about social medias for you? 
Oh, I have an Instagram. What? I do, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of people have that. Whoa. <laughs> um, and it's under my name, Miranda Cosgrove. Yes. Okay. So if you want to see some pictures of her in that clean car, mm-hmm. you can oh, see them. You're How about you? Treat. <laughs> uh, my uh, so- socials for me at uh, Twitter and Instagram at Nathan Kress. And then uh, my podcast, Radioactive Dads, is on Adobe Radio every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah. So, me and my buddy just talk about being dads and shoot the breeze. Isn't that so great? Nathan's <laughs> such a great dad. I such a fantastic dad. dad. Doing my best. With the cutest kids. <laughs> I mean, uh, London's clearly the better part. Obviously. <laughs> 100%. But you're doing a lot. I'm doing the best that I can, and London <laughs> is doing everything else to fill in all of the places where I just am, you know, Nathan, you're exceptional way. even to regular terms. You're a great dad. But also, like, if you ever worry, the bar is on the floor. In Los Angeles, <laughs> when you drive around, there are billboards that are like, take time to be a dad. <laughs> Have you seen your child? Talk to them today. <laughs> Sing the them a ad. song. Read them a book. Hug your son. <laughs> <laughs> These are advertisements. They are That's sad. why you see Coca-Cola, you see Paramount Plus, and you just see like... <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> Have just... you played catch with your son? <laughs> In the last year. And you never see those for women. It's never like, take time to be a mom. It's like, it's just expected. But dads are like, please, don't, like, when you left the house, go back there. <laughs> I wonder if a dad's driving along the street and sees a billboard and goes, oh, shoot, that's right. Oh, dang it, I forgot to be a dad today. Doggone it. Damn it, I got a serious, make sure, uh, put a reminder in my calendar to be a dad. <laughs> I got y'all. No, and uh, guys, as always, you can uh, search on your friends and family. Just hit up the podcast at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired because we don't want to fuck up your bag, y'all. I love the DMs. I love the tweets. I will engage with y'all. But if you're DMing me your scam, it's not going to get read on the show. So go ahead and hit copy-paste and email it to the podcast, please. I'm not going to open up. Um, But I do respond to comments. Um. And then, guys, if you want to follow me and my shenanigans, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. All of season two of iCarly is streaming now on Paramount+. Plus. Get into it, yes! Congregation, stay Cassieing or Bettying. Broomhilding? Madame marie Madame marie Devereaux-ing? Was there a Lydia? Yeah, there was yeah. a Madame Lydia in Ma- Lydia Devereux Marie yeah. Rosa. Rosa, yeah. yeah. Madame Marie Rosa Devereux Lydia in. <laughs> you got a lot of things to choose from. You can Bang. ing just about anybody you want at this point. <laughs> Stay Chadwicking. <laughs> bye bye. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. 
Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. People think the new fresh fragrances from Glade are fresher than fresh, like artist Priscilla. This smells like houses in the Hampton Champagne toast down in Brazil. Smells like anything you think could happen, probably will. Explore the new Glade Fresh Collection today.